I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News Update for Friday, January 19th. The Quincy Planning Board has unanimously approved of a proposed new medical complex in Quincy Center. The board voted this week to approve Fox Rock Properties plans for a four-story, 100,000-square-foot building at the site of the former Ross Garage. The new center will be operated by Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center and offer primary and urgent care, obstetrics, radiology, orthopedics, cardiology, and other services, including cancer infusion. The plan also includes a new parking garage and some ground-level retail space in two separate buildings. The medical portion of the development would receive a 40-year tax exemption. The development still needs city council approval. Fox Rock hopes to break ground later this year and have the development completed by the end of 2027. Mayor Thomas Koch says the city of Quincy will sell the office building that it bought on McGrath Highway a little over a year ago to the state. The mayor is asking the city council to approve the sale of 6 to 10 McGrath Highway to the state for $1.8 million, the same amount that it purchased the property for back in December of 2022. Koch bought the building for substance use support groups and AA meetings. Koch used some of the federal pandemic grant money to buy the building. The state wants to buy the building as it prepares to replace the adjacent Quincy District Courthouse and says it needs the property for that project. City Council will vote on the sale of the property at their meeting on Monday night. Braintree police arresting two individuals last week, the result of a months-long investigation that also recovered hundreds of pounds of drugs and hundreds of thousands of dollars in cash. Mukunda Namjimka and Clifford St. Jane were arrested in Braintree on January 11th after authorities executed multiple search warrants in Randolph and Braintree, which officials said turned up about 763 pounds of marijuana with an estimated street value of $1.5 million, numerous boxes of THC candy, numerous jars of THC oil, and almost $469,000 in cash. The 37-year-old Najimka from Braintree was arrested and charged with trafficking marijuana over 100 pounds. The 25-year-old St. Jean, also of Braintree, was charged with trafficking. And a third individual, a 34-year-old man also from Braintree, was issued a summons to appear in court. Both suspects were arraigned in Quincy District Court on January 12th. Najimka pleaded not guilty and was ordered held on $50,000 cash bail. St. Jean pleaded not guilty and was held on $10,000 bail. Both are due back in court on February 14th. Authorities are investigating after they say a puppy was found in a car at the Quincy Adams Tea Station yesterday afternoon. According to transit police, officers found an unattended puppy inside a locked vehicle at about 12.30 yesterday afternoon at the Quincy Adams Station. Firefighters were called to the scene to get the car door open. It's unclear how long the dog was in the vehicle. The temperature was 28 degrees at the time. The puppy was turned over to Quincy Animal Control. Its condition is not known. 
Police say criminal charges will be sought for the owner of the dog pending an investigation. So far, no further information was available. March Forward Quincy says it will hold a rally tomorrow from 1 to 2 on the Hancock-Adams Common and Quincy Center in support of reproductive rights. The group says they want to support people in states that have restrictions on reproductive rights. Rally is open to all. Quinn Cycles hosting a memorial ghost bike installation ceremony Monday at 10 a.m. at Hancock Street and Albion Road in North Quincy in memory of Guanggui Gao, who was struck and killed by a vehicle while riding a bike on September 26. Quinn Cycles also installed a ghost bike on McGrath Highway near the Southern Artery in memory of Wu Li Dane, who was struck by a vehicle while riding a bike in a nearby parking lot. The Atherton Howe PTO's annual polar plunge, called Freezin' for a Reason, will be held tomorrow at the Quincy Yacht Club. Registration begins at 9.30. The plunge takes place at 11 a.m. The cost is $25 per plunger. Proceeds benefit the Atherton Howe School Hot chocolate, baked goods, and prizes will be available. The Quincy Department of Natural Resources Environmental Treasures Program presents a Pine Island Adventure Sunday at 1 o'clock. Participants will visit salt marshes, a small inlet, and a remote island in Black's Creek. Waterproof footwear is required. Dogs are not allowed. Space is limited, and pre-registration is required by emailing Sally Owen, S-Owen, at quincyma.gov. The meeting place and tour details will be provided upon registration. A lawyer for Karen Reed yesterday pushed to unseal communication between the Norfolk County DA's office and federal authorities, alleging that the letters portray the DA as the target of a federal investigation. Prosecutors previously filed a motion to seal several letters between Norfolk County DA Mike Morrissey's office and federal officials who are reportedly probing the state's investigation in the Reed case. However, lawyers for the Mansfield woman want those letters made publicly accessible. Speaking in court yesterday, defense attorney David Yanetti alleged that the U.S. Attorney's Office for the District of Massachusetts confirmed the existence of an ongoing federal probe while speaking with the defense and prosecutors the day before. Yanetti also suggested federal authorities may soon release information from their investigation to the defense and prosecution. The U.S. Attorney's Office previously declined to publicly confirm or deny the existence of a federal investigation in the Reed case. The Norfolk County DA's office has offered a sharp rebuttal. Josh Levy, acting U.S. Attorney for the District of Massachusetts, wrote a letter to Judge Beverly Canone last week to say that his office does not object to the letter's disclosure. Canone has taken the matter under advisement. Reed is due back in court on February 15th. The MBTA getting an influx of cash for safety, staffing, and infrastructure improvements following a $200 million allocation of funds from the so-called millionaire's tax. State Department of Transportation's Board of Directors approved the transfer of funds at its meeting this week, divvying up a portion of the nearly $477 million of the fair share amendment revenue 
allocated for transportation needs in fiscal 2024. Passed two years ago, the fair share amendment levies an additional 4% surtax on annual income over a million dollars. The revenue is intended for investments in education and transportation. As MassDOT's Capital Budget Director Susan Woods explained, $20 million of the fair share funding goes to the T Workforce and Safety Reserve to address lingering safety concerns from the Federal Transit Administration's 2022 Safety Management Inspection Plan. The FTA's highly critical report flagged issues with T staffing, safety, and outsized emphasis on capital projects. According to Wood, some of the workforce and safety funding could also be spent on hiring and retention initiatives. Another $180 million would go toward physical structure improvements within the T, including $20 million for the commuter rail, $50 million for bridge, $70 million for station improvements, $30 million for track and signal improvements, $10 million for design on the proposed red-blue connector, a project that would bridge the two subway lines downtown. The steady expansion of gambling in Massachusetts opened a new and steady revenue stream for Beacon Hill, and Governor Healy, a one-time opponent of casinos, is tapping into that as part of her administration's plan to close a billion-dollar budget shortfall. The Gaming Commission this week announced Plain Ridge Park Casino in Plainville, MGM Springfield, and Encore Boston Harbor in Everett generated a cumulative $103 million in gross gaming revenue in December, enough to produce just more than $29 million in monthly tax revenue for the state. Sports wagering. Betters put about $658 million on the line on December games, yielding an additional $60 million in taxable revenue for the three physical sports books and eight online betting platforms, and $12 million in revenue for the state. Since casino-style gaming started here in 2015, Massachusetts has raked in $1.6 billion in taxes and assessments from casino operations. Check uh, business news this morning. And stocks soared yesterday. The Dow was up 201. The Nasdaq was up 200. And the S&P added 41. Asian markets advanced. The dollar and the euro both rose. Oil at almost $74 a barrel. In sports, the Bruins beat Colorado 5-2. They host the Canadians tomorrow night. At 7 tonight at the Garden, Celtics host the Nuggets at 7.30. The forecast from the National Weather Service. Cloudy with afternoon snow showers and a couple of inches accumulation by nightfall. A high today, 30. The snow tapers off this evening, low 19. Cloudy tomorrow, very cold, high only 21 degrees. Sunny on Sunday with a high of 28. And Monday, mostly sunny, high 38. The marine forecast calling for two-foot waves, north winds at 5 to 10 knots, and a high tide at 6.12 p.m. Sunrise, 7.08, set at 4.41. I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News Update for Friday, January 19th.